0: We'll get to episode 255 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of the I Can't See You podcast. Whenever you need to buy something at Amazon.com, please use my affiliate links by going to I can't see slash Amazon. That'll take you directly to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more. And I may earn a small commission from your qualifying purchases. Again, that's I can't see dot com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it.
1: From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies.
0: Hello there and welcome to episode 255 of I Can't See You. My name is David at David Benj on all the socials. I'm really glad you're here for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And it's the second one that I am videoing And do you know where the first one is? Still just living on my computer. Hasn't been put up anywhere. I actually found something to edit it with that I may be able to use. I just don't want to do a lot to it, but I don't want to get into Premiere Pro to try and figure all that out. So I've downloaded CapCut, and I'm hoping that that gets me to get that episode up and then get this one up shortly thereafter. But I do appreciate you listening in your ears and not not watching on YouTube. Again, I don't know why people would do it, but it's going to be there so folks can see it at some point. I don't know when, but soon. Just had a million things going on, and I'll get into it in a couple of minutes. I also wanted to mention, and I've been forgetting to mention, I have a new logo. Now, it's not going to be debuted here. It's probably still a couple of weeks away from when it starts showing up on the cover art, but I really like it. It's not too different from what I have now. A different color blue, basically blue and white. There's no real black and white anymore. It's blue and white. And if I choose, I may use black for the text in one of the logos, but I like the blue. So it's probably just going to be blue and white. Basically the the blue color on a white background. On the podcast cover art, it may be a blue background of that same blue with the white logo and text. I love the design of the eye with the microphone in it. It's actually pretty cool looking. It's a more modern looking mic. It's just a lot nicer, I think. And it was just time for me to change from that other one. (laughs) And what's funny was when Liz and Jane both looked at the choices that I was doing, that I was going to pick from of the logos, a couple of them, looked like a football. In fact, one of them very similar because the microphone has three lines in it and it kind of looked like a football and they were the laces. So that was kind of funny. And that's an American football, of course, if you're listening overseas. An American football, yeah, you know, because it kind of has the shape of an eye. Obviously, I didn't pick that one, but I really like the one that uh, that we've come up with. I didn't create it. I had Samuele from Italy created for me, and I will link to his information. He, I found him on Upwork. If you're not familiar with Upwork, and I'm not a uh, an affiliate of Upwork, although I probably should be, there's all sorts of folks you can hire over there, whether it's for coding or design or just about anything. You can find somebody over there copywriting anything like that uh, over at Upwork. And I've used it before for other things, and i when I saw Samuele's information and he offered a half an hour call to discuss the project and then what you paid for that call then got discounted from the actual logo designer. He was great to deal with. So really happy with the logo and uh, I'll, I'll have it up at some point. I do have, and I move the camera a little bit so you can see the pillow that I was talking about last week that was my gift from the Keystone chapter with the the hashtag, the at sign, ampersand, percent sign, and dollar sign, and then exclamation. I tried to upload a photo onto the show notes page. I couldn't upload anything, and that just created a whole cascading thing with trying to get into... My hosting account, because we host and we are resellers of HostGator, I have a whole bunch of accounts there. Some are mine. Some are clients. And I couldn't get in because at some point in time, my passwords, where you just start to type a username in and then they populate automatically, for some sites it wasn't working. And that was one of them. And I wasn't getting the emails from HostGator to reset my password, so I just haven't had time to set aside to go in and redo and get that figured out because that's a probably an hour to a two-hour event because you're texting. Sorry, you're chatting with someone, quote unquote, chatting because it's like like you're texting on the computer basically. It's difficult for me to deal with because it's hard. I can't read it. So I either have to turn voiceover on on my computer, which then doesn't necessarily work real well with it, or do the text to speech, which is when I highlight the text and then have it speak, you know, hit a couple of keys and have it speak. So I just haven't been I haven't been up to doing that and having the time to do that and wanting to do that. It's not crazy important. It just echoes the fact that I should shut down that Hostigator account and move everything over to our other reseller account with SiteGround. And it's got to happen sooner rather than later. But again, so many things going on that I just, there's just not time. I just wanted to give a quick Ziggy update. He has been getting better. The cone came off over the last few days off and on until he would start licking his wound where the IV was, which I told you about last week, he had a colonoscopy, and endoscopy. And that wasn't really a problem for him. The issue was they shaved his front left paw to put the IV in. And I guess it was itchy. And, you know, it's a big bald spot, um, similar to what's on the top of my head, except it's on his his left front paw. And... So he was licking it constantly. And as someone who has had that licking on my hands, especially in the winter when they're really dry, as he keeps doing, his tongue is very abrasive. It's like it's like uh, like wet sandpaper when he licks and he licks my head every night. So he definitely likes licking, uh, you know, bald areas like that on the top of my head or the spot on his on his paw. So we had the cone on him. We didn't like having it on him. He didn't like it being on him. So we took it off. I took it off yesterday for a little bit. And then he started to lick again. And I put it back on him. And then I took it off again after we were playing. And he popped me right in my right eye with the cone. And it hurt so much. I don't see anything out of that eye. But when that cone hit my eye, if you've ever seen cloud-to-cloud lightning where lightning goes from side to side. That's what it looked like when it hit. Now, I don't know why that is because, again, I have no sight there, so I'm not sure. And I've asked a few of my doctors about it, and they don't know. They haven't been able to explain to me why I'm able to see something like that when I have no vision there. So we left it off, and he was so good the rest of the night. We never put it back on. He slept without it, which was nice because he's back sleeping in our room. And and I had to move him when I got into bed at four this morning because he was literally in front of my pillow blocking my whole side. So I was able to move him enough just to squeeze in and teeter on the edge of the bed. So I did make it. But he is doing a lot better. And uh, hopefully within the next week or two, we can start introducing, or I should say reintroducing foods to see how he tolerates it because it's definitely some sort of allergy And as we go food by food, we'll kind of figure out what it is. And of course, the first thing we're going to give him is a banana, because that's his favorite thing. Probably second, if he gets through the banana stage, probably broccoli, another one of his favorites. And then we'll go from there. He loves rice and kind of feel bad because... Part of our dinner tonight has rice, and he loves white rice, which, of course, we're not going to give him. And he's going to be sad. He's going to be sad about it. And uh, just to clarify, I told you last week we had sent something back to Chewy. We actually paid to ship it back. Uh, But they still have not fixed the, the credit still shows $293. So I don't know why they're giving us credit for the canned food that we didn't send back, but I'm sure it'll shake out. Liz had called them about it. We'll see what the story is there another week and another problem with an app. And it just seems like it's happening more and more frequently for me. I don't know if I'm using more apps. I don't know if that's the issue, but there are times that I get so frustrated with some apps. I just close it down and let it go and just say, you know what? That's enough. I don't need this. I don't need to use this, whether it's a news app or whatever. Now, the one that I was having trouble with this past week, it wasn't terrible because it wasn't a main function of the app on Saturday. And I'll get into where I was going on Saturday in a few minutes. But on Saturday, I was going to an event, a NFB greater Philly event that they invited folks from the Keystone chapter to go to. And me and a few others went, I was taking an Uber to my friend Simon's house. And then Simon and his father were going to take us into the event event. That Liz was going to pick us up from the event, and that was how we were going. And I didn't want Liz to drive me over there and then have to drive back. Ron, Simon's father, also said he would have come to pick me up. The problem is that Simon, where Simon lives, it's just a quick run up Township Line and City Avenue to where the event was. So he would be coming all the way out of his way to come and get me. To then go all the way back past his house to go to the event, just it just doesn't make sense. And that's one of the things that I hate about having not, not being able to drive and not being able to go places on my own because it's an inconvenience for someone. Whether it's me because I've got to wait or I've got to spend money on an Uber or Lyft. It was time to go. I I, I ordered the Uber. Had around ten minutes till one, and I waited and I waited and I waited. They could not find a driver for me, couldn't find a driver. And finally, at about five after one or 10 after one, I canceled and then went to Lyft and I ordered a Lyft and the Lyft came in about four or five minutes and I went via Lyft. When I canceled the Uber, I got a text message from American Express for a $5.90 charge. Again, this has nothing, none of this has to do with accessibility yet. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to mess with that now. I'll wait till tonight when I'm back home and I'll figure it out. I go and I get in the car and Simon's dad and I are talking and I was telling him about it and he said, yeah, you'll be able to fight that. I said, yeah, I know. It's just a matter of having to do it. So go to the event, come back from the event, eat dinner, watch TV, whatever, watch the football games and come downstairs to go on the computer. Actually, I, I was doing it on my phone. I'm in, the, I'm in Studio B. I'm in this room, but I thought, you know what? Let me go into the Uber app and see if they actually did charge me because I see that there's a charge on my Amex. I don't see a credit. So I go in there, and it gets to a point where it said, need help, and I tap that, well, technically double tap that because when you're blind you double tap everything. When you single tap something it just tells you what it is. So I go in there and I get to a help screen and there are I don't remember how many choices, four or five choices. The question is something like, you know, how can we help? Why do you need support? Whatever, something like that. All <laughs> all of the results which were buttons I just heard a click. There was no description of what that button was. And I thought, are you kidding me? And I'm glad I didn't try to do this either in the lift on the way to Simon's house or at some other point throughout the day. Because now it's nighttime, everybody's asleep, I can concentrate on it. I'm like, okay, what can I do to figure this out? So My fallback for anything When I have something on the screen That I don't know what it is I do a screenshot I then take it into Be my eyes And have the AI Tell me what that says And so I did that And it told me And I thought okay I need the first button And so I double tap the first button And then it tells me That There will be a credit issued Within the next 24 hours or something like that. Everything else was accessible except for that one screen with those buttons to tell you what to help you along the way, what the issue was. And so again, not terrible in the scheme of things. Sometimes it's worse. I've been looking to get an app for learning Spanish. And most of them are not accessible. And I I was reading an article today and it mentioned a company that does Spanish tutors. And some of it was accessible. But I thought, you know what? I'm sitting here in this app. Let me see if the Pimsleur app, because I, I like Pimsleur. I've used that in the past when we were going to France. The last time Liz and I went to France, I used Pimsleur and I had downloaded a Spanish course from Pimsleur. Uh, from a site to use on my phone. But I, I just couldn't. I couldn't get it to play in the right order. I was playing lesson three. When I should have been on two and so forth. So I've got to figure that out. Because I went to the Pimsleur site. And I did the free lesson. Which was in Espanol. Not Castellanos. Which is what I want to learn. The Spanish version of Spanish. Not the Latin version of Spanish. And it was pretty good as far as accessibility goes. But there were some things that weren't, it would just say button. And I didn't know. And uh, just before I hit record, I went into, um, I heard a commercial on 104.5, Alt 104.5 in Philly is the alternative station. And they do this winter concert every year. It's called Winter John. And I've been listening and waiting for them to announce it. I never heard them announce it, but during this commercial break, there was a way that you could win, I forget what they called it, John Plus or something, so you could sit by the side of the stage and there's usually no seats. It's in a parking lot, um, which isn't an issue for Liz and I. Okay, let me see if tickets are available. So I finished up what I was doing in the kitchen and I was listening on the A-Lady. And I go into the living room and I go on my phone and I go to The website, Alt-1045 Philly, and it has an image of who's coming. And I couldn't quite make it out. Now, there was some alt text on it. And so I did find out they mispronounced one of the bands, and that's why I was confused. It's The Main, Shade, and Barnes Courtney. We had seen Shade at an event, at at a summer event. I, I forget what they called them. It wasn't Summer Jam, whatever they called them. Maybe it was called Summer Jam. But we saw them, and it was a really, really hot show. And their equipment wasn't working, so they did everything acoustically, and it was outstanding. There was a guy we were standing next to who had come to see Silver Sun Pickups, who was, on, who was the headliner, and he couldn't get over how good Shade was. And so I'm excited for that. Now... Winter John last year, all time low was the headliner. And we, <laughs> we, we saw lovely, the bit we got there in the middle of lovely, the band, we saw them, we saw another band from Texas who, whose main guy is, his name is Sloan. I can never remember the name. I re, we really like him. Liz and I really like him, but we like, like him so much. I can't remember the name of the band. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, their song that was out that was popular last year was called Medicine, if that helps. I, I As soon as I hit stop, I will remember who it was. And if I do remember, I'll put it in, in the show notes. But it was so cold. And that's why we, got, we didn't see all of Lovely the Band, because we knew we weren't going to be able to make it all the way through all-time low if we got there early enough to see all of Lovely the Band. So I said to Liz today, I said, you know, I got tickets for winter, John, I, we had no idea they were even available. And the weird thing is usually they had different times when they would put these tickets, make them available. The tickets are free. And you, if you go to alt 104 Philly, if you're in the Philadelphia area, the, the show is February 10th and it starts at noon. Tickets are free, but you have, to downlo- you have to download them and you get them on the app. But the app that they use, it's AXS, which is uh, some sort of American Express entity And it's, again, not 100% accessible. Down at the bottom, they have three choices. And I asked Liz, I said, what what are these choices? She said, well, one looks like a search. One looks like a ticket. And I don't know what the one in the middle looks like. So I clicked the one that looks like a ticket to see if the tickets were in there after I had ordered them through the Alt-1045 website. And it wasn't. That was to sell tickets or transfer tickets. So I said, well, let me see what the middle button does. And the middle button, whatever it was called, it pulled up any tickets that were in my account there. And I saw the tickets in there. So again, every, every app, and again, we're not shooting for, I mean, yes, in, in a perfect world, 100% would be great if everything was 100% accessible. But it just seems like more and more things just have I was on a site yesterday and I don't remember what it was an app I should say and it just said button and a lot of times unless I've got <laughs> unless I'm in a shopping cart where I have something in it if it says button I won't click that just in case it's a buy now and you you're you're done because if you have an account and you click buy now you've checked out and obviously I don't want to do that so I'm So looking forward to next week in Washington when we go to, as I said last week, we're going to go and see all the representatives from Pennsylvania, and we're going to Pennsylvania because that's where I'm from, but folks who are from Texas are going to go see the reps and senators from Texas. So I'm looking forward to that because now there's a few things that I have that I could take out my phone and say, this is what it means when somebody says, that app isn't fully accessible. And I can show them the Starbucks app that I talked about last week. And I can show them the ASX app that I just talked about. And I can show them some of the other things and how terrible and how bad the user experience is for folks who are blind or visually impaired. In some instances, I was trying to read an article today. In some instances, again, and I mentioned this last week, when there is a video ad playing, it will count it down. And so I can read a headline that may have six or eight words in it, and it will say the first couple of words and then say, two seconds remaining, one second remaining, and things like that. It's terrible and just such a poor user experience. Some of it is not difficult to do. When it says button, you just got to go into the code and say what that button is. You don't have to tell me that it's the Facebook icon and will open in a new window like a lot of sites who are uh, are for blind and visually impaired entities will do you just have to say facebook i know if i cl- if i tap that i'm going to go to facebook so i'm looking forward to that next week so that's monday tuesday and wednesday i've got a busy week next week and i'm kind of looking forward to all of it and when uh, thursday i'm back from dc on wednesday thursday Andrew Leland is going to be at Bryn Mawr College. And Lisa and I talked to him on White Canes Connect a few months back. Really looking forward to meeting him. It was a great interview we did. He even commented what a great interview it was. He said it was the best interview of all the ones he did for his book. And he talked to some pretty high-end people, people like NPR and some other mainstream media-type outlets about the book. So to comment like that, um, it made us feel good. And I'm sure he, he said that because the way Lisa conducted the interview, not because of what I did. So I mentioned earlier that Greater Philly had an event and every year they have this New Year's luncheon to kick off the year and get things started. And this year, Denise invited us, the Keystone chapter, and five of us went. Simon and I went, like I mentioned, and Mark Bias was there and Lisa was there and Corey was there. And it was nice that we were included in it. And it was a really nice event that we got to see uh, Eugenio, my friend Eugenio, who I room, I'll room with down at Washington Seminar. I'll room with, with at Leadership Seminar in State College in a couple of months. It's always nice to hang around him. And, um of course, Denise was there. She's the president of Greater philly, and I've mentioned her many times before. It was a really nice day to be together with them, and they had a good turnout for it and It goes to show <laughs> as we grappled in the Keystone chapter about getting folks to come out, as someone mentioned that day, and I don't remember who it was. when you have food, people will come out, and so what we may do to get more people to come in person to the Keystone chapter meetings is have donuts, and that might help folks come out. So it was, it was a packed house, and as I had mentioned to Denise, it was in a, a condo complex that one or more people live at that are also in the greater Philly chapter. And when I was looking for the men's room, and I'm wandering around looking— it, I was having flashbacks of Briarcliff, which is the place we lived at in Swarthmore, literally just around the corner from where I'm standing right now. We lived there for four years from 2016 to 2020 before we moved in here. And it was just like it. The hallways, it seemed similar. The room that we were in was the uh, meeting room or party room, whatever you want to call it. Turns out the The bathrooms were right in that room, which was very cool. Uh, They weren't that way for Briarcliff. You had to go out of the room and in the hallway find it. So it was a really nice event. They had all sorts of things to eat. And, of course, the best part for me was the mac and cheese, which as, as I sat down and was eating, Denise yelled over. We were sitting at different tables. Denise yelled over to me. She said, you know, there's mac and cheese up there. And I said, yeah, I got plenty. And she started laughing. A few years ago, we were at Washington Seminar, and on the train down, I was, I was actually going, I was on the train on my own, but I was texting with Liz saying, hey, do you remember uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives going anyplace or any of the other Food Network shows going anyplace in Washington? And I was going between that, having dinner somewhere, or seeing who was in town concert-wise, and Saint Motel was in town. I would have loved to have seen them, but it was sold out. They were at the Nine Thirty Club. So I found this mac and cheese place uh, where um, I guess it was diners, drive-ins, and dives. Guy had gone to called Ooze and Oz, and they have two locations. They have one right near Howard University, and then they have and the one at Howard, I believe, is just a takeaway where you go in, you order, and you take it out. There's no um, tables or chairs to sit at. The other one, the one that we ended up eating at was somewhere else. I I think it was on Georgia Avenue, 56 something, Georgia Avenue, maybe. But when we, when I got to Washington, I said to Eugenio, I said, you know, I was looking to see where we could go eat. And I said, there's a place for mac and cheese. Called Ooze and Oz. Would you be interested in going there? He's like, Oh yeah, let me talk to Denise. I bet she'd be interested. And so, uh, I guess there was around eight or ten of us that went. And I know I've talked about this in the past, but we were so welcome there when we walked in, and so to the point where I thought Denise or someone else in our group knew the girl that opened the door for us and welcomed us in and it turns out she didn't she was just a friendly college kid that was getting ready to graduate and go to work for Amazon on the uh, in Seattle going from from DC to Seattle to work and I don't remember what um I don't remember what she was going to do for Amazon um uh, I kind of think she was in the finance department I don't remember though I don't think it was marketing though and she her name was Jasmine she was so outstanding as a server and again a table full of eight or 10 blind people are not easy to deal with especially especially when you say hey we'd all like separate checks and so forth and so on read us the menu I mean again it's you're earning your tip with with uh, with a table full of blind folks so that's the whole the whole mac and cheese thing stems from that and so they had mac and cheese they had turkey they had fried chicken they had a few other things that I didn't get uh barbecue meatballs and seafood salad and pasta salad which I didn't know they had a pasta salad I would have had that too simon had that he said that was good uh but then they had a whole bunch of desserts of which liz made some gingerbread Latte cookies for that. I ended up just having that because I was pretty full. I figured I'm just going to have one cookie. It's a handheld thing. I didn't want to use a fork to eat it because I, my hands were really bothering me, and so I had the cookie and I was. I called it. <laughs> I called it a day as far as the eating goes. But it was so nice to get together with them and talk with some folks who I get to speak to. On a regular basis, like Yvonne Hughes and Denise and Eugenio, and a few other folks. I saw Christine Palmer there. And then there were some other folks that I had never met before, or at least maybe talked to, but never met face to face. And Kosi was there, so I spoke with her. And it was just a really nice afternoon. And I was so thankful that we were invited to that because it, it really was nice. And hopefully, we'll be able to do more things together. It was just very, very nice. And like I said, it was a huge turnout. I don't know how many people were there, probably 50 or 60 people. But everything was done. Uh, They had volunteers to serve. Uh, It was done kind of buffet style. Uh, They had folks there, sighted folks there, if you needed help. You know, one thing when you're blind, and I, I don't have a cane down here, um, to demonstrate for folks who are watching on YouTube. But when you're, you've you got a, the white cane in one hand, and if you're, in this case, having food, so you kind of have to balance everything. And again, it's a plate, heavy plate full of food. And I, <laughs> the person asked me, oh, just hang on one second. Somebody will come and help you. I said, no, I'll be okay. So it puts the pressure on me because if I then drop it or spill it, see, you should have waited. But I didn't, so all was good. But it just puts the pressure on it. Again, it was a really nice afternoon. And um, thanks to Denise and everybody at Greater Philly for that, because it it was very enjoyable. And I I had mentioned that to Denise in in an email that had circulated a few folks. Lisa had commented on it. We have these list serves in the NFB where Folks can go back and forth with events. For example, White Canes Connect episode 95 just dropped. We'll post something on the one listserv so folks can go and download it if they don't subscribe. And I'll talk about that episode in a few minutes. Another thing going on, NFB related, it's almost April and in April and October, we do these raffles. And the raffles are very cool because we get... A 1,000 tickets printed up from triple zeros to triple nines, and each ticket is $5. And for the month of April, in this instance, if your number comes up Sunday through Friday, you win $50. And the number, and sorry, let me finish the one thought. And on Saturday, if your number comes up, you win 100 bucks. And you can win multiple times. If your number happens to come up more than once, you can win more than once. Or if you have multiple numbers, obviously you can win. So the numbers correspond with the Pennsylvania three-digit nighttime number. So when that number gets picked at seven o'clock on uh, each night, if your raffle number matches the number that is drawn, then the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania will send you a check for $50. Now, usually they wait till the end of the month in case you have other winners and then they can just combine everything. So that's coming up. So here is my ask to you. If you would like a ticket, please email me, I can't see you, podcast at gmail.com, and I'll get all your information. I will give you a Venmo account, Liz's, that you can send $5 to. And you will have a ticket. You will be supporting the NFB of Pennsylvania and have a chance to win 50 or more dollars uh, during the month of April. Again, the tickets are on sale now. You won't be able to pick your number. So if you want a number, a specific number, I can't help you. But if you just want a number, and by the way, Dan, number 410 came out just the other night in Pennsylvania. And I laughed when I saw it. Dan bought a ticket a few years ago (laughs) and it never came out during that month. And every t- ever since then, I keep watching it's come out one other time. I think it was a daytime number, but the other night it came out at night. Um, I don't remember what night it was, but it four ten was his number. And I always think of that. And I m- remember it because it's one of Maryland's area codes. So I think about that because I, I guess I used to have an account or somebody down there that I had to call uh, that started with that number. But if you would like, please email me. I can't see you podcast at gmail We are going to try to sell out the thousand tickets. Roughly, the payouts are eighteen hundred dollars if we sell. If we do sell out, because you figure fifty dollars times what is it? Thirty days in April, so uh, fifty dollars times twenty three or twenty four. Uh, depending on how the month falls, and then you have the hundred-dollar winners on Saturday night. So, so roughly about eighteen hundred bucks we end up paying out. So, if we are able to raise five thousand and pay out the eighteen hundred, that's a nice fundraiser, and it helps get folks in April. It's a general fund, so in this instance, it will help get folks to either state convention or national convention, which are very educational events for folks that maybe this helps them go where they otherwise couldn't afford it. So again, reach out to me if you'd like to buy a ticket. Uh, again, we're trying to sell the whole lot out. All the chapters in Pennsylvania do it. We kind of should have a competition to see who sells the most tickets and win some sort of prize. Uh, I believe in October, the October raffle, fundraisers for the scholarships that we give out to uh, students, usually two each year. This year, there was only one. And sadly, her folks had COVID and she couldn't make it to the convention. And one of the stipulations is you've got to go to the state convention to collect your money. So she unfortunately lost out. But again, email me, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to help out. Again, it's just five bucks. You can buy multiple, of course, but uh, just asking if you want to buy one, that'd be great too. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Now I'm going to flip flop. I know I haven't had a just listen in a few weeks, but we're going to get to that Next, and I don't know how I'm going to add that here to the podcast on video, but I'll figure it out. Before I get to that, I want to mention episode 095 of White Canes Connect. Simon speaks with a couple of folks from the ADLN, which is the Audio Description Learning Network, and that is a group of folks who have gotten together to train folks to do audio description for live theater. It is a great initiative when it works. It's fantastic. But as I mentioned a few episodes ago, when I went to see uh, the play that I saw that (laughs) its name is now escaping me, the device I had didn't work. And there's another event coming up at the Wilma Theater that I'm going to try and go to. It's on the 18th of February called My Mama and the Full Scale Invasion. I'll give it another try because I did enjoy going to the show that I saw. I enjoyed it so much I can't remember the name, Uh, but I did enjoy it. Now, a few things, I don't want to say bothered me, but the folks who were on, Gina and Lee, were both talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then the next thing that came out of one of their mouths was the second day was only for BIPOC folks. Well, I don't understand how, when you're talking about inclusion, if you're excluding something. And that also made me start to think, my grandfather was Cuban, does that qualify me as a person of color? I mean, you could see me if you're watching on YouTube, I am probably not. I can get a nice tan in the summer, but I don't think it goes to that extreme. So... And the other thing that really bothered me, and I don't like, I, I won't say who, who mentioned it, it was said several times so and so identifies as disabled. To me, when you say that, it cheapens or lessens the extent. I don't identify it, I am it. I don't identify as a blind or visually impaired person. I am blind or visually impaired, depending on what your definition of blind is. And again, blind is anything 20 over 200 or worse. You are blind. I'm not totally blind because I know that I've got to look there to look at the camera. I can't see it right now when I'm looking straight at it, but if I look to the side, I can see that it's there. So to say that somebody identifies as something especially when it's in a disability. Again, to me, it's just divisive. When you say you're for diversity, equity, and inclusion, and then you say, well, for the second day of tryouts, we didn't have anybody from this certain category. That means you're excluding someone. And the other thing that irritates me with that is, what if some of those people that you're excluding are a hundred times better than anybody that was there who you're including. Don't you want the best person for the job? I don't care who tells me that there's a guy in a gun with a gun in the corner. I don't care who they are, what they look like, what their sexual preference or orientation is. I want the best description with the best voice. That's what I want. I don't want somebody to do it to say, oh, they got it because of diversity. What if they suck? And I know why folks do that because there were years and years and years of injustices throughout time. So what if you're excluding someone that could be the best? Sorry, you can't come in today. Not to overshadow the importance of the project, again, the Audio Description Learning Network has got four theaters in the group. One of them is very close to my house, the Hedro Theater in Rose Valley, probably a 10 minute ride at best from where I'm standing right now. Uh, one, the Wilma Theater is the one that I mentioned uh, that that show was that was very funny. That <laughs> I can't remember the name. Uh, And then there's two others, 1812 Productions, and I don't remember. There's one more. But it's in the show notes. If you go listen to episode 095 of White Canes Connect, we did it a little differently. Simon is part of the project, so he brought everybody together for it. And we let him do it on his own with the interview. And when... We talked about doing White Canes Connect back when we first started, when Lisa and I started talking about it. When Lisa said, hey, I have this idea for an audio show. And I told her she was talking about a a podcast. I said, it'd be great if we can get a lot of people involved where maybe there are episodes where maybe you and I are only doing the intro with the person who's bringing us the interview and then the outro with that same person. And this was like that. So it was a very cool episode. It was very long. It's a long episode, but it goes thoroughly through everything. And the hopes are that folks in other areas, whether it's other areas of Pennsylvania or other areas wherever, listen to this and say, hey, you know, that's a great idea. We should do that for live theater in this town. I know I've talked to Denise. She's she's very she's a very avid theater goer. She went to Chicago last month to see a show. She goes to New York all the time to see shows and she's told me about the different versions of audio description she gets at these different shows. Some you use your phone and you dial in uh, you punch in for a, into an app a, a code, so you get the audio description. Others, it's you get a device. And the one thing that when my device didn't work, I thought there's got to be a better way. You know, most folks who were there more than likely had a mobile device on them. More than likely, it was a smartphone. So why couldn't they just have the person who's doing audio description use... Zoom or Skype or whatever, FaceTime, whatever. You're not going to I'm not going to look at it. But it at least it's my device. I'm going to stick my own head uh, ear buds in. I'm not going to use somebody else's uncomfortable headset and and who knows what's on it if they've been properly cleaned after the last use. Uh, so it just would be great if there was a better way, better equipment so that I wouldn't have the problem of not being able to get the audio description for that event. To me, it would be a lot easier to, to use. Assuming that you leave your house and your phone is fully charged, I, I can't imagine, or at least has enough charge to get you back home again. And <laughs> I, there's a couple of people that have gone out, a couple of blind friends, who have gone out and their phones were either very low or ended up dying while they were out. I don't know who does that. I don't know who goes out with less than like 20 or 30 percent, especially if your battery goes fast. I don't know who does that. But check out episode 095 of White Canes Connect. It's available now. It came out early this morning. And let me know what you think. Again, it's a long one, So you may have to listen in pieces, but you get a good feel for how they set up everything for the Audio Description Learning Network, how they train the different audio describers, and just see what you think as far as the things I've mentioned, the diversity thing and the identifies as. I don't identify as disabled. I am disabled. I can't see. Whatever you want to call that, visually impaired, blind. I always like to use when people think blind is a bad word, I always like to say, oh, no, I'm not blind. I just can't FNC, and I usually don't take out the word there. I use the whole word. But 095 of White Games connect. check it out. I haven't had it just listen on in a couple of weeks, and I should have had one on Saturday just from some chatter from the Greater Philly event because, uh, again, it was packed There's a lot of conversations going on. It would have been great to just get a feel for that, whether it's when I was walking down and getting all my food or talking to other folks, but I didn't. But I had been wanting to try this one website out since I heard about it a month or six weeks ago. I actually heard about it on Double Tap and then forgot about it, and then (laughs) Brian Fishler reminded me what the website is. And the website is suno.ai, S-u-n-o.ai. Link is in the show notes. I'm not an affiliate. I couldn't figure out how to pay for it because I'd like to pay for it because what you're about to hear is called Ziggy the Golden Song, which I created on that and with ChatGPT. I created the lyrics in ChatGPT by feeding it some information. And it came up with these great lyrics. And it's kind of funny. And I took those lyrics. Unfortunately, I couldn't take all of them because it was capped at a certain uh, length. And then I created the songs. And I did songs as something that I would like to hear. But you can do any genre of music. And so here are two different versions of Ziggy the Golden Dog, done by AI, written by AI, with a little help from me, on Just Listen.
1: Came a pup, a tale that never fails. Ziggy they call him, the golden man with a heart so big and fur that glows in presence. Ziggy's a running through the fields, chasing every ball in the sun he yields. Sticky it's a lovely with a bark so bold, and a story of his life a thousand tales told. Shallow and lazy, eleven stars were born. But as is Ziggy shone the brightest, like a golden morn. Through the grass he leaps, a joyful bounding ball. In the game of fetch, he's the champion of them all. Ziggy Ziggalicious, with his golden name. Every walk with leaves, a new adventure, never plain. Stinky yet so charming, in the wind he rides. Target each your knees with joy he never hides. of like golden warm through the grass he leaps to joyful rounding ball in the game he's a champion of them all sick easy delicious with his golden name every walk with me is a new adventure never plays think he is so charming in the windy ride the target he journeys with joy he never hides
0: So let me know what you think I loved it. To- <laughs> I'd love to know what your thoughts are on that or what I'd said about White Canes Connect episode 095 with the diversity thing and the identify thing. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com is where you can shoot me some email. Same thing if you want those raffle tickets or if you've got questions, comments, show ideas, want to tell me about what you think about the DEI and identifies as or You want to tell me that that song sucks. Don't ever play it again. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you. 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town if you do leave a voicemail. And I will play it unless it's something completely horrible. But I will play it on an upcoming episode. Again, 646-926-6350. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on any or all of the above. That'll do it for episode 255, and for you listening, not watching, when I did 255 at the onset of the podcast, I did two fingers, five fingers, five fingers at the camera. So I'm not sure how that looks, but I did it, and I don't know why, because next time it's going to be episode 256, I'm going to need both hands to do it. But I really do appreciate listening. Please check out the show notes over on the website, icantcu.com slash 255. That's icantcu.com slash 255, numerically speaking. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 255. You can also reach out to me on the socials at David Benj. On Facebook and Twitter and X and LinkedIn and Instagram and Threads, Holy cow, that's a lot of places. And you can also listen to the episode on YouTube. I haven't figured out where I'm going to put the episode when I do put it up, but I've got to edit it first. So for now, youtube.com/davidbenge is where you can listen to episodes. And look at a static image of me in a very cool hat that I wish I bought when Jane worked at Urban Outfitters. It's one of those Panama hats that I love that, again, I don't identify as a Latino, but it looks to me like it's a hat that Latinos wear. And I love it. And I love the look of it. And uh, I always think of my grandfather because I'm sure he probably wore one like that um, when when he was living. I really do appreciate listening. Thank you so much. Be well. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.